Check, check. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a special edition of the Cards Cast. Senior writer from my, from Cardinal Authority, Michael McCammon here with publisher Jody Demling. And you know, Jody, this is a, uh, certainly a unique time. Uh, you know, instead <laughs> of going through all the, the regular March Madness, it's, it's taken on a whole different type of madness. That's for sure, as everything is suspended or, or canceled or or, or or still being canceled. I mean, there's still events, things, you know, as our lives are, are taking, you know, an interesting twist here in these last few days. That's for sure. Yeah, it seems like a month and a half ago that I left and went to Greensboro and was excited about watching the ACC tournament and actually was sitting there watching the Pittsburgh and or the uh, uh, yeah, the, no, the Jordan, the North Carolina uh, and Syracuse game, and it was just like everything started to happen, and it's like Rudy Gobert and the NBA, and then and it's like, whoa, this is all going crazy, and then the next day it just went nuts. I, I mean, I don't – it's so unprecedented, Michael. Nobody – we've never had anything like this. We've never – you know, I mean, we've never faced a, a crisis like this as far as um, – and not to make light of what's going on, you know, with the coronavirus, but the fact that that the whole sports world is shut down. I mean, it's 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 our lives. And then you're on this podcast because you're a sports fan um, because you're a University of Louisville sports fan. And when there's nothing out there, it's like, what are we going to do? But we'll find some things to talk about. We'll find some things to do. And um, yeah. it, 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 it to me, look, to me, the biggest thing <clears throat> is there's. There's seniors that we didn't get to see play one last time. You know, I mean, when you know, when you know that the end, you're in the NCAA tournament and this could be the last game for a, a, a team, you, you prepare yourself for that. But I wasn't prepared that, you know, the last time that I saw, you know, Dwayne Sutton and Stephen Enoch and, and those guys make a play, it was it was a, a, a Hail Mary throw and a three pointer. Virginia and then you know and then watching them um you know the, I guess the hardest thing for me and, and again I wrote about it was watching them go to that meeting uh to find out you know they knew it was canceled but go to the team meeting and talk about the cancellation of the NCAA tournament and then also our cancellation of the ACC tournament and then also <clears throat> on Friday you know when we got back to town on Friday the the facilities were closed at the University of Louisville, so they could go to their dorms, and that was it. So they actually had their team meeting at the hangar of the FBO there, and the, at the just outside of 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 uh, Muhammad Ali International on the other side of uh, of the airport where the FBO is. That's where they had their final team meeting of the season because they couldn't get together as a group because. Um, the, the facilities were shut down and they were cleaning and going through some things. So, uh, it kind of ended there, Michael, and it's kind of abrupt and it kind of stinks. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a time where, you know, as you mentioned, our, our lasting memories are, you know, a game at Virginia on Virginia senior night, or, or if you were at KFC Yum Center for Louisville senior night, you know, but it, it comes at a time where 
you know, everybody's fanhood is ramping up. Okay, let me get out my favorite sweatshirts. I mean, you know, I'm already taking some days off work or even work is shutting down as, as it often becomes the case and everybody's heading to the conference room. So as this community, especially in Louisville, where, you know, it's the, the top college basketball market in the country where everybody's ramping up, even those who don't really even care much about college sports, everybody becomes an expert on the tournament and they, you know, and they get their brackets out and it becomes a huge community community event, not just, you know, watching the thing, but the way we participate with each other. And then to take away all this, you know, not just watching the games, but the huge social aspect of it as well, you know, and then, you know, and then in theory, shutting everybody into their homes, although we're not, we're out participating in our regular lives as best as we can. But, you know, so it, it's not like they, this happened in the middle of the season, or during the summer, you know, this this happened right at the absolute worst time as far as the sports world. And again, not trying to make light of of the event, but we are here talking sports. And, you know, so it's just been multiple, you know, gut punches and, you know, from, you know, college basketball, you know, the NBA, obviously your pro sports team. So it's it's gotten to the point where, you know, you, you try to go to work, you try to move forward or you're home binge watching or you're on quarantine or something. It is certainly a unique time for our country right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, it, it's. Uh, like I said, it's crazy. Um, look, we it, it, it it's this is not funny at all, but it's kind of it, I kind of had to chuckle yesterday uh, on Sunday because you go we go from a horse racing a week that started with horse racing um, being at this forefront because of an FBI investigation to a week where we end where horse racing is the only sport that is basically live uh, in, in, in our world. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's where we're at. So, all right, we're, we're going to talk some basketball though. And we're going to talk a little football a little bit later. Uh, a couple of, of, uh, of early betting lines came out today, uh, as far as for the Louisville football team. Uh, and we'll also mention a little women's basketball because, and baseball, because honestly, those two teams had legitimate, legitimate chances to win uh, a national championship this season. But with the basketball team, Michael, I think when you when you take a step back and you look at it, uh, and I'm going to post some stuff at an interview with Coach Mack uh, late last night. He's um, um, obviously with his family and uh, just relaxing. And uh, his 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 office is now uh, it, it, his office is now his phone, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they're doing a lot of work on the phone um this grad transfer uh wire is going to be ridiculous okay i mean like i'm talking ridiculous hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids are going to be in the transfer portal i said grad transfer market but just grad and transfer market put together as far as louisville's concerned michael i i thought look i i the the record that that louisville ended um the season with this this year uh, is not far off. As a matter of fact, one off of what I said they would be in the regular season. I thought Louisville had uh, they did some really good things, and and they had they had a couple of stretches where uh, where it, it wasn't so good. But I will say this: they started the year with two tough injuries. They had a couple of tough injuries at the end of the year because people forget that Stephen Enoch for a couple games wasn't himself, uh, and then Malik Williams missed time. So. Um, it, they did some good things. Uh, was it perfect? No. Uh, but I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying this and watching them practice on Tuesday afternoon was one of the better practices that I had seen, uh, uh, from this team in a long, long time. And I was so excited to see what they were going to do to Syracuse on Thursday night. Uh, and then moving forward, 
I truly believe they would have been playing for a for an ACC championship. But I also believe that Florida State was a terrible matchup for them this entire season and would have been on, on Saturday night. But I think they would have gotten a good seed, and I think they would have made it to the second weekend of the tournament. I know that's all if and you know ifs and buts, uh, but um, that's uh, you know that's that's what I believe from this team. Yeah, and, and when you rewind it even further back, you know, to me, uh, yeah, we're, we're in, Louisville was entering the second year of the Chris Mack era. You know, entered the season. Okay, you've got a lot of talent back, a lot of experience. You learned from the first year, but I think you know, still looking back on it, I didn't anticipate Louisville climb to the number one in the rankings at all this season. You know, I expected them to maybe be a top ten team as they were. You know, but but still, and maybe they weren't the, the nation's best team, but or, or maybe they were at that point. You know, but I think this team, when you look at it, yes, they, as you mentioned, they did have their ups and downs. It was quite a, a roller coaster season, but a lot of positives to take away from it as well. I mean, you saw these these kids grow. I mean, Jordan War himself, you know, developed into an even uh, more spectacular player. You saw the development from from the rookies, especially David Johnson. You know, and then you know the progression of guys like Malik Williams and, and so on and so forth. Obviously, Dwayne Sutton and, and Ryan. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of positives, a lot of things you could take away from this season. Uh, you know, to to look back on it from from a positive standpoint. Obviously, as we look back through history, it's going to be unique because there was no you know quote unquote finish to it. But still, one that I think will will go down in history as one that kind of helped build that bridge to get Louisville from an ugly point in its history back on the right course and heading in the right directions, you know? So again, obviously a very unfortunate ending, you know, no matter what you spin it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll say this, Michael, first of all, I think the worst thing that could have happened to this team was to go to number one in the nation, because quite yeah, honestly yeah, at the yeah. time, and we talked about it at the time, they weren't the best team in the nation. We, we, everybody knew that, but it was such a weird and crazy year um, it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened that way. So uh, that was a bad thing for this team uh, as far as the perception, because, no, they were not the number one team in the country. I do believe for most of the year they were a top 10 team and I think they could have made a run, but they were not the number one team, uh, you know, in the country. And I think the, another thing, um, you know, that, that that people forget about is think back when all that stuff happened in in September uh, of 2017 and think back to where we were when David Padgett took over this program. You know, I'll never forget walking to my car because it was weird how it all happened. The day David Padgett was named interim coach, if you all remember, all that happened was the day of the Trinity St. X football game at Cardinal Stadium. So the parking was crazy. So I had to park on the opposite side of campus and I remember walking out of the now Kieber Center. It was the Yum Center then, the the practice facility, and and walking across and down the the the, the street there. And David Paget pulled up next to me, and he looked at me, and he was like, "What what have I got myself into? And you know, wh- <laughs> will there even be a basically will there even be a program, um, you know, left here coming up in the next couple of years? And for the fact that we're two years, you know, two a little over two years removed from that." And they made it to number one in the country. They did what they did this year. They had a chance. They were two minutes from uh, from a, a, an ACC championship, basically, or a share of it. Um, I, I think that I think that that in itself is a major accomplishment for the guys that are leaving and the guys that are on this team. They do they do lose Stephen Enoch. They do lose Fresh Kimball, uh, Ryan McMahon, Dwayne Sutton, and Jordan Wara will uh, declare for the draft. Um, I, you know, those are the guys that. 
that we all know that the, that they're losing. Now, will they lose anybody else? I, I think they probably will, Michael. Um, I don't know for sure right now, but I mean, it's just a, one of those things, how college basketball is right now, how college sports are right now, uh, that people want to see the now and they want to see the, the, the playing time and they want to see different things, you know. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see kind of how it all sorts itself out and, and, and things like that over the next couple of weeks. But I do know that the staff is out there searching uh, and looking for at least two grad transfers uh, for this team. They have one spot open, and that other spot, Chase Scrub, is still out there. Could he turn? Could he turn pro? Uh, he, I think he'll test the waters. I still think he's going to come to Louisville. Could David Johnson test the waters? I think he could. Uh, I still think David Johnson's coming back for next year. You know, Darius Perry. Lost a lot of playing time at the end of the year. Could he become a grad transfer? I'm not sure of his academic standing, but I know he is a good student and has uh, and has been uh, you know ahead of the game in most of his career as far as academics. You know, there's a lot of uncertainties with this team moving forward. Uh, but I do know one thing that uh, they've got some good guys coming in. Uh, they've got some guys coming back. I know Jalen Withers is a kid that they're very high on. They're very excited about. You know, David Johnson, like I said. He could do it. I, I, I think he'll be back. I mean, I think he'd be silly uh, not to be back at this point because he's going to be the best. You know, he and Samuel Williamson will be the two best players on the team. And they'll be two of the better players in the league next year, I firmly believe. Yeah, obviously, you're going to need those guys to step up. But, you know, it's going to be these next few months. There's going to be a lot of question marks. Obviously, the grad market, as you said, the transfer market, as you said. But how will this team, you know, evolve during the next coming months? Uh, Lots of key pieces are leaving it, you know, off a season that it was a very late, you know, veteran laden team. And that's another thing that makes it so painful is when you do get into these tournaments, it's often, you know, those experienced teams that are still standing at the end. And Louisville was certainly one of the more more experienced squads uh, you know, in the country this year. But certainly that's going to flip the script uh, for next year. So we'll be I am quite curious to see how this is going to progress with with the recruiting, how he's going to fill uh, the roster spot or spots, uh, as may be the case, depending on the decisions of some. So, you know, go ahead. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, we'll keep you up to date on the grad. Trend. Yeah, there's so many out there. It's not like <clears throat> I mean, I don't think it's going to be like, hey, because a you can't have a kid come to campus now until April 15th. Um, you know, you can only have contact on the phone and, and text messages and FaceTime and things like that. So you can you can build a relationship. But I think, you know, a lot of these kids, most of the most of these kids aren't Fresh Kimball. Fresh Kimball committed to Louisville last year without seeing the place. Even a grad transfer wants to come and see the place. They want to come and, and, and make sure. Um, is that going to change this year because of the way things are? I think some. Yes. Uh, but uh, but it's going to be on relationships and, and things like that. Kevin Marfo, the kid from Quinnipiac, who led the nation in rebounding, 6'8", 215 pounds, averaged 13 and a half rebounds a game. He's the only one at this point that I know for sure that Louisville has reached out and has an interest with. I don't think uh, uh, I, I, I don't think it's um, I, I don't think it's more than anything. Uh, I don't think it's more than then right now reached out because I think like 25 schools have already reached out to Kevin. He's going to be one of the top guys uh, on, on the list. So uh, again, a name to remember, but not a name to take to the bank and, and think that he's going to be a Cardinal just yet. We'll keep you posted on all of that. So Michael, real quick before we get to football, I do want to throw in a little women's basketball because 
Um, the women's basketball team has a little different ending. They don't end remembering the fact that they lost to Florida State by two, had a chance to tie the game and send it to overtime in the last seconds of the ACC semifinals. But after that was over on Monday, they did a team bonding session in Orlando last weekend. It was something that they had had planned, win or lose, uh, at the ACC tournament. It's something that, you know, that you can do, obviously, and if you can pull it off, uh, why not do it? But they all went to uh, Universal Studios and uh, right. and did a bunch of basketball activities, you know, at the, at the I think they did an Airbnb and that kind of thing. Coach Walls was on the road recruiting, uh, but that's a different memory for them, and I'm happy for them because they really did have a chance to win the national championship this year. They had beaten Oregon they, 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 uh, early in the season. They were going to get a two seed in the Fort Wayne Regional against a Maryland team. It was a great matchup for them and a coach that Coach Walls coached with for so long, and, and he knows everything that she does. So they had a really good chance to get it to the Final Four in a year when there was no dominant team. Yeah, you know, and just another example, you know, and I've said it before and I've mentioned it on the message boards at Cardinal Authority is, you know, this is it, it's tragic, you know, for all different industries across across the country. Uh, but in, in particular, when you're talking about the college sports world, when you look at all the programs across in the NCAA, Louisville has got to be certainly one of the ones that is filling the smarts the most when you think about what they potentially lost. Obviously, men's basketball had, you know, the hopes of getting to the ACC and the NCAA uh, you know, Final Four, and you mentioned women's basketball, obviously a very legitimate chance at making a serious run in the national championship. And, and then you, even baseball, you know, it had a, you know, you could make an argument to where they could be the favorite to win the national championship. So that, that's one of the, the things that really stings, I think, for, for Cardinal Nation is, you know, it's not just the loss of the games. It's the loss of the games that for, for teams that really had a chance to win it all. And that's, you know, that's another thing that just makes it sting so bad. But, but yeah, going back to, you know, the, the women's team and the way they were able to close it out and spending time with each other, certainly a much better experience than most had. So, you know, tip of the hat for them thinking ahead. And obviously you don't know something like this is going to happen, but when they, you know, women's basketball has got that window following their conference tournaments till their selection Monday, you know, that Louisville again, take full advantage of that opportunity and, you know, and it benefited them. So, you know, good, good forethought there. And, you know, and hopefully they do take that away and, and can think back on this season positively. Yeah. It's tough for the seniors. And I know my niece, I mean, was talking to her and, they're just also they're also sad and, and disappointed. But um, uh, moving forward, it, it uh, they got it. They'll have one of the uh, they'll have one of the top five uh, uh, teams in the country next year. I don't oh. think the roster will change that much. Michael, we'll talk about it. I'll write about it uh, today. I talked with Coach Walls for a long time uh, last night as well. Um, I, I think Molly Lockhart will leave. She's the uh, the the uh, young lady from Butler High School. Didn't play a lot and was injured most of the season. I think it'll be more. Uh, I, I I think um, that she'll probably look to go elsewhere just because of the playing time uh, issues. I don't think anybody else will. And I think that uh, you know they could add one. They could add one player if they wanted to. Uh, but I know this, it won't be a guard because they've got a ton of guards coming in with Haley Van Lith <laughs> and uh, uh, all the uh, the young ladies that were that were redshirted and sitting out and transfers. So they, they've they've got a, a roster that is uh, that is absolutely uh, loaded moving forward. Michael, uh, as we move on to football, hey, the Louisville football team might be a leader in the fact that. I think they got more spring practice than anybody else in the country. A lot of teams hadn't yeah. even started spring practice, and Louisville was halfway through. So it, it really pays off for uh, for Scott Satterfield to do that early. 
Yeah, you know, and another plus is obviously recruiting has been suspended. All you know, in-person recruiting, you know, and they were able to not only take advantage of having their guys, you know, start to prep for the the, the 2020 season, but you know, once the the calendar flipped to March, they started having kids in for unofficial visits. And you know, we were out there one day when they opened the doors to the media, their final day of spring work before spring pra- or spring break, excuse me. And, you know, there was a number of kids you know, out there watching the team practice. So they were able to take advantage of, you know, of some of it before the shutdown, obviously, as you mentioned, a lot of the practice and we're hearing a lot of great things about, you know, not just the vets, but a lot of the newcomers and how they're performing on the practice field as well. But they were also able to capitalize on some of that, the, you know, the, the quiet period when you're allowed to have kids on campus and, and things of that nature and show off your program and your facilities and show them how you practice. And so they did get a few days of that in as well. So yeah, again, another, you know, again, you don't know something like this is going to happen. But the, the right planning by U of L allowed them to, to, I guess, enjoy the benefits of what used to exist before it got taken away. Yeah, and now that there's not a lot of live things to 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 cover, uh, Michael, you've done a good job. You've done defensive backs uh, and quarterbacks so far. We'll look at Louisville football recruiting and kind of break down each position group. Uh, we'll talk to some of the main uh, the main targets. No commitments in the class of 2021. Uh, they were going to have a big weekend coming up this weekend, and they were going to have a big big weekend. Uh, on March the 28th, 7th or 28th, whatever that was. It was going to be yeah. huge for that last uh, <clears throat> day of spring. And I and I, I think, you know, everybody's in the same situation. It's just going to be now you're going to have to punch in a bunch of guys uh, here or there um, as, as far as, you know, when you're going to have guys visit and when you're going to have guys, you know, on campus and that kind of thing. It certainly changes the, the aspect and the looking of it, uh, the looking out of uh, of recruiting. And, uh, and quite honestly, right now, that's the last thing that most people uh, that's the last thing that most people are thinking about. So most people are thinking about uh, uh, other things other than uh, than recruiting. Uh, the coaches just have to kind of keep up with the kids, keep uh, keep, you know, sending out a few offers here and there if, uh, after watching tape and, and that kind of thing. And uh, uh, and we just all hope for the best. And uh, and, and Michael, hopefully that this thing, uh, you know, passes and uh, and that we get kind of get back to. Uh, back to the world we live in. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, it, obviously they've changed, the NCAA has changed things from a quiet period right now to a dead period, which, you know, as you mentioned, no in, in-person contact, and, and we understand why, um, you know, but that obviously doesn't halt all their efforts. You know, they are texting, they are FaceTiming, and they are, you know, phone calls, and they, they've got kids calling them as well. I mean, I think they've done a really good job. One thing we've seen from Scott Satterfield and his staff is they're fantastic with building interviews. You know, they get to know the parents, they get to know teachers, you know, they get brothers and sisters. And, and so they show more involvement than just, hey, we like you as an athlete. They like to get into these kids' lives. And, and we've seen, you know, the benefits of that on signing day. And I think that is assisting them, especially during this difficult time where that's all you can do, having built those great relationships where you've become more friendly. Uh, allows you to, you know, kind of lends itself to being in contact more during a dead period than it otherwise might be. So I think they're in a good position. Obviously, they're in the same position as everybody else now that they can't, you know, go anywhere or have any kids on campus as well. But, but yes, yeah, certainly unique. And, and that's one of the underlining things from from the this entire virus, you know, halting everything is once things start do start to ramp up, how do you ramp up recruiting to match the same way you you, you know, for your seasons and signing days, you know, so there's going to be a lot of things that are still in play once we wrap up. But once once we get to that point, obviously we'll cover that extensively. We, I guess we don't need to get ahead of ourselves, but, but certainly uh, makes making things a little more difficult for college coaches out there trying to, to find kids for their roster. No doubt about it. It is uh, crazy times, Michael. And again, 
Uh, we This is uh, a podcast to talk about sports, and we normally talk a lot of Louisville sports and this and that. And uh, to even have to mention it all is just wild and crazy to think of where we've been, where we've come. And uh, like I said, it seems like... Uh, it seems like Thursday when we found out that news was uh, was it's it seems like that was like a month and a half ago. I mean, it really it does. does. But uh, but it is uh, here we are uh, here we are right now. We'll keep you posted uh, again. I've, I'm going to be doing uh, I, I'm going to be doing one uh, a couple of stories today, uh, one with Coach Mack and one with Coach Walls. We'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll try to get a hold of as many coaches and uh, UofL uh, commitment or recruits and things like that. Uh, at some point or another, we're going to break down the senior years of uh, of each of the seniors uh, on the men's and women's basketball team. What a great career that! Uh, and those are those those are going to be people that are going to be missed. Uh, and of course, we'll look forward uh, to next year and and, and kind of keep you posted on the grad transfers and and, and the like. So, for now, that's uh, Michael McCammon, senior writer for Cardinal Authority. I'm Jody Dimling, the publisher. Special edition of CardsCast. Tune back in later in the week. We will have another edition of CardsCast. And again, everybody stay safe out there and have a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.